0: Now ladies and gentlemen, if you would please welcome to the nice the members of the 2016 NCAA National Champions from the University of North Dakota. Welcome back to The has presented by 10K Takes, brought to you always by the Chill Boys. And you can go on www.chillboys.com. And listeners, you can type in HB15 to get 15% off your first order from the Chill Boys. Get your underwear, socks made out of bamboo. Now let's get into our weekend recap here, brought to you by Beauty Status. And like I said last week, guys, Beauty Status has those head covers for your uh, driver and they've got poles now for the golf course, as well as all the other stuff they've got, um, you know, stickers and flags for the man cave, just very authentic stuff. Um, they do a genuine job there with the uh, Minnesota brand and in hockey all around. Ols, uh, why don't you stir off here? What'd you get up to?
1: Yeah. So it's a pretty eventful weekend Friday and, um, actually didn't get up to a whole lot Friday so I shouldn't say it's a super eventful weekend um in fact I'm blanking on what I did on Friday night and I'm not quite sure um Saturday
0: yeah, Saturday, Saturday was the biggest day of your life it'll never happen again but it happened uh...
1: of course it was the biggest day of my <laughs> life because uh myself boss man uh Jack Leverance of 10K and Gage Osmonds decided to go sling the sticks out at valleywood uh golf course in apple valley um or rosemont or wherever the hell it is um anywhere it's a lo- it's a local uh, muni um track nice little establishment uh the greens are kind of wonky haven't played golf in a while uh threw out a poll everybody thought uh boss man and gage would beat me in golf uh which is just fucking asinine so um, I quickly tore them up on Saturday. Not a big deal. Um, then we made our way to the wild game, watched a preseason game uh, where Wags joined us from 10K as well. Uh, so it was a little has-been um, 10K getaway. Uh, we watched the wild win. They looked fantastic. Um, scored some elite goals. That Kaprizov to Zuccarello goal was absolutely filthy.
0: Um, oh, my God.
1: Very much looking forward to watching that all season. Um, and then Sunday, you know what I did. I marinated on that couch all day. And then Shelby, shout out Shelby Williams, my future wife, my little hottie, brings home red pepper grinder kits for a little Sunday sesh. A little red pepper grinder in my gut. A little ham taco meat. Mm, get in me. Watch the Vikings barely beat uh, Chicago, but all in all, great weekend, great Saturday. Don't bet against was, me on gold.
0: I was jealous seeing that red pepper. That's that's elite.
1: Yeah, big time play, big time play. She goes, she goes. Can I get uh, two grinders to go, please? They're like, oh, you want two grinder kits? She's like, sure. Spent 150 <laughs> bucks on grinder kits.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's unbelievable. Um, well, that's that actually sounds like a like a great weekend mace i know you know i know you you had a tough mace has been sick for a little while here and he's got a trip coming up um he doesn't want to miss so he's trying to battle back from that mace i guess you could run us through your weekend you know what did you what did you do just eat chicken noodle soup and uh you know drink some water or
2: yeah i mean uh me and all my roommates are sick so we just been kind of been hanging out all weekend watch football not really a whole lot of interesting stuff. Uh, Of course, right when I get really sick is when the busiest time of the month for work is for me. So it's just been a fun two weeks. So Grind it out, brother. Grind it out, brother. Grind it out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hopefully going to NYC at the end of the week. So hopefully I'm better by then. You deserve it.
0: I think you'll be better by then. It's even if you're not better by then, just thinking about NYC and getting there probably, you know, Lift the spirits enough to where you're like your happiness can just beat the shit out of the sickness, and it's got.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. I've never been there before, so I'm I'm super pumped. Like I, oh, I need to go. You'll have a blast. You'll have a blast. Yeah, yeah,
0: that, that place is nuts. Um, I guess I'll get into my weekend now. Very similar to Ulis, pretty much on par, other than you know, and. You know, obviously, everyone knows we went golfing nowadays, day and it went to the wild game. Now, I do want to say the golf round. It, it you know, Olston mentioned on the 17th hole, I had a chance to kind of take the lead, and I did three wiggle from about 15 oh, feet out.
1: Oh my God, I've never seen a choke. He, I mean, he he had it. It was it was the 16th hole, par three. Me and Bossman both dunk it in the water. So we're dropping, we're dropping for three, hitting four gauges, is, gauges is just off to the side of the green. All he has to do is get up and down, up and down. It's a two-stroke swing. The guy three wiggles, he three wiggles from, and he said it was fifteen feet. It was ten feet. He blew this thing so far
0: past the hole.
1: He he, it, he he blew it so far past the hole. Me and bossman damn near shit ourselves. We're like, oh my god, there's a little chicken left on that one, buddy. And then he pulled hooks <laughs> five footer coming back. Oh man, I've never seen it. He crumbled like a cheap cake. Oh my god.
0: He now people people don't know this, but um, you know, and I, I I'm not a I'm not an excuse guy. You know, excuses, let let me get, let me fill you listeners in on something, okay? Whatever you're doing in life, everyone's got excuses. They're they're exactly like assholes. Everyone's got one, and they all fucking stink. They suck. (laughs) But, you know, I did, that's, you know, I just got new irons. Never hit them before. First time, so my yard just rolled off, maybe, you know. Not no excuse. You know, it was it was windy out. Couple noises in my back swings, but <laughs> again, no excuses. Um, oh, we'll be better. Man. We'll be better for it. And I'm actually happy this happened. I'm 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 happy this happened because you know it's good for Ols to get that win away because I know like there's going to be times where we're playing in the future and I'm gonna have to let him win one just. So he doesn't do something stupid. I don't know because it'll—I I will beat him a numerous times after this one. But. Tally's tally's one zero big
1: sexy, <laughs> one zero the large sex. <laughs> oh baby, uh,
0: that was a hell of a time though. That was a great time. Um, always good, always good getting out on the course with buddies, especially when you got a little match going. One of the only th- one of the only competitive, I guess, outside of you know business, I do get pretty competitive with business. But outside, you know, hobbies, it's one one thing you can get competitive at with your, with your good buddies. So I would love to do that every weekend, man. That was awesome.
1: Yeah, for um, sure. I, I we we gotta look into getting into some kind of league or something next summer. Like I I got yeah. I gotta do something. The the fact that I only played you know fifteen times maximum this summer is just an absolute shame.
0: Yeah. And I, you know, it makes me sad. You say this, it, it kind of reminded me, um, I do have a little announcement to make to the listeners. Cause I know a lot of them are from up North. Um, I will be moving back to grand forks, um, coming, coming November. I am moving back to grand forks. We are starting a mini movers location in grand forks, North Dakota. We will be servicing, you know, Fargo, grand forks, Detroit lakes, all the surrounding areas with all of your moving needs, whatever it is, um, you know, little deliveries, full house moves, really, really, really heavy things that need to be moved. Call me. I'll get that shit moved. Um, But, yeah, a little little change in my life a little bit. I'm going to have to be up in Grand Forks for a year or two um, starting starting a little branch there, hopefully have, you know, one of our guys um, take a bigger role and start running it up there, which – you know, I always wanted a reason to, to go back to Forks and make it, you know, I got to get back to Forks every week or, you know, once every two weeks. This is kind of why I'm doing it. So I have a good reason to get back there eventually, and I will be there for the next year or two to uh, get things off the ground. But
3: that's we, the goal
0: for now, and, and you know, we're excited to to get it going and, and see what can happen.
1: It's, pre- it's pretty cool, expanding the business. Uh, obviously killing it down here in Minneapolis. We're excited for you. I'll just have to make the trip up to Kingswalk and clap, clap your cheeks up there for a little bit.
0: <laughs> I'll have Kingswalk so dialed in when Ols comes to town. He's going to, I'm going to give him a stroke every night. Just to be <laughs> nice.
1: Oh, you should. You should. I'd love it. I'd
0: take,
1: <laughs> I'd take it happily.
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, that's, that's the news there, I guess. And uh, let's kind of go over our, our, our predictions, now, Olsen Mace weren't here last week with, with some sicknesses there. Um, and we, I kind of went through our records that we had the first week we did it. You guys, I think Olsen took the cake there with the uh, Lakehead-Wisconsin 3-2 win, which, you know, I was actually going to say that exact same thing, and you took it, which, credit to you, you're thinking it. you said it first, it's yours. It's like, it's like when you say a joke softly in the locker room, but then another guy next to you says it louder and everyone laughs. Well, yeah. the guy who said it louder, thats it. it's his joke now.
1: The Brendan O'Donnell special up at school.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I guess I love when that happened.
1: Oh, uh, it, there's actually nothing better when somebody like whispers something and then you laugh and then you say it out loud and the entire room just absolutely erupts. It's like, yeah, I'm hilarious. I just stole your <laughs> joke. <laughs>
0: It's the best. And and the Lakehead thing was funny because I had went on a tangent after Ols predicted 3-2 Lakehead, and Mace and I never actually even picked a score. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But we'll but the up. funny yeah the funny thing that the funny thing is is that it it wouldn't matter because Ulz nailed it on the head <laughs> it didn't even matter <laughs> um but yeah and then and then from last week um gosh I don't even know if I wrote it down because I was too busy trying to make sure that it was recording and stuff but <laughs> we'll go over that we'll go over that at Again, let's just move on to our predictions for this week. Um, And they are going to be series predictions, not just games and scores. So we're just going to go series, you know, split, sweep one way or another. You pick whatever your record is at the end of the year again. And, guys, let's not forget, sorry, listeners, we will have the nude portrait out at some point
1: we will we we will absolutely 100% guarantee a nude picture at some point in the near to decent future <laughs>
0: <laughs> can't, just, can't can't promise can't promise any hogs will be out they'll probably yeah. be covered but all yeah. the other skin most of the other skin will be showing so
1: yeah yeah um it's, let's get it, on it's, yeah, it's not my top thing, but we're, we will do it. You will see the milk bag that everybody speaks of, the Trevor <laughs> Olsen body. Um, it will be on your screens eventually.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so let's uh, – okay, so the first series that we're predicting this, this weekend, North Dakota versus Quinnipiac.
1: So – Let's have uh, let's have Mace go first on this one, then me, then Gage, and then on the next one, Gage, you go first, then Mace, then me, then me.
0: Yeah, I like
2: that. Uh, for this one, I'm going 101. Uh, Q Pack seems pretty good this year. Nodak seems pretty good. I think it's going to be a good series. All right, good for you, Mace. I'm going 20 North
1: Dakota, at home. Q Pack's coming to town. I forget their head coach's name. We're gonna scare them out of the building. to Cobb, North Dakota takes a jump this weekend.
0: I'm going. Uh, I'm going with one of Olsa's tactics. I'm going one win North Dakota, one tie.
1: Wow, I like that. One
0: oh and one. I so like that. I, I think they, you know, they might tie Friday, or they're gonna, and they're gonna win Saturday. They might win Saturday or Friday, and then they'll tie. Saturday so I like that 101 North Dakota I'm going like to that, that. One. we'll stick there I like that pick I'm, I'm basing it off of um uh, my sophomore season Olsa's freshman season we played Providence coming into town we were highly ranked Providence was really highly ranked as well as a big series we went 101 against Providence they actually ended up winning the national championship that year I think it's going to be one of those weekends. Next series, we're going to move on to Duluth Bulldogs, first man, Cato. And I believe I start here. Gosh, they just – I wanted to go Duluth sweep, but I'm going to go split one-on-one. Chicken um, shit. I do want to say – I do want to make a little, little weird – Thing though, I think they're both gonna win on. Are they playing on the road, home, and home again? Do you guys know or?
1: Oh, I don't know. I can look that up quick. uh Keep talking to fill this uh void in.
0: I was, um, I was, go- I was going. If they're playing home and home, I think the away team will win both. Nope. Where's that? In
1: in Cato, both games.
0: Okay. Friday Friday is gonna be a Duluth win. Saturday, Man Cato. Cato's not losing at home. With the Saturday night on the line, no chance. Twenty twenty-four year olds. They're not fucking losing that game. Are you kidding me? They want to head to the bar.
2: <laughs> Mace, what do you got? Uh I'm going two-o Duluth. Uh I haven't really heard a whole lot about Mankato this year. And the last I heard that they just lost a ton of senior guys, so yeah, I'm going two-o. I like that.
1: I was uh I was leaning that way. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. mm, I'll go one zero and one in favor of Duluth. One zero and one. So Mankato will go zero one and one. I think they there's one tie this weekend, and Duluth grabs the other win.
0: Okay, I like that. Now the next series: Denver at UMass Amherst. Then.
1: yeah, I love that. I get to go last. Two O Denver. No explanation 2-0 Denver. needed. Two O Denver.
0: Okay. I don't want to follow this lead here, but I'm gonna. I'm also going two O Denver. I don't know why. But I think it's gonna happen.
2: Mace. I mean, Denver's powerhouse this year. Do I go 2-0 and then we all go 2-0 or do I, I – I don't know. D-
1: then do we have to pick another series or what happens no, there? No, oh. I mean,
0: it's it's the whole year. It's the whole year. Yeah, that's, up. So that's true. We can that's all true. three we're have this team. Yeah.
1: All right, 2-0, 2-0. We all got Denver
2: 2-0. Gosh, d- you know
0: what? Else. That's, that's yeah. what I was thinking too. And I've, I've seen UMass has a good team too. And it's – I mean, we're, both, we're all picking Denver to sweep UMass – on the road. And, and that's,
1: yeah. Uh, I don't know. What are we,
0: what are we even thinking? I'll, I mean, are I'll, we biased? <laughs> hey,
1: I'll, I'll allow you guys to change it. If you want, I'm going to stick to O Denver. Do you want to change staying. it or no? I'm yeah. <laughs> yeah. <We'll stay. laughs> all right, <laughs> we're, we're all too old Denver. We all get one loss. There's no way.
0: Um, okay. I like it. We'll see how we do. Um, I'll review the uh you know the perp and John Schultz um their picks and our and my pick the last week just to see where we are, but um let's move on. Just just one last thing before we get to Harmsey here. I do want to keep the nail gun of the week going. I have one. Did do you guys have anything that you have on mind for the uh, nail gun of the week, or do you want me to start us off?
1: Yeah, you started us off, so we know which which one you're going with.
0: I'm so mine again is just a weird, weird Twitter deal. I saw it was a video, but it was Bruce Lee's trainer. So anyone who knows Bruce Lee, he's the karate guy. You know, he's just fucking. He's known as the biggest nail gun in the world. Well, his trainer had a video out there, on, and he was training people. And this video is, like, Bruce Lee's trainers, like, teaching everyone how to, like, throw punches with their shoulder, punches with their bicep, punches with their elbow and their forearm. And he's, like, doing all these, like, he's doing all these just examples of how you can do it. And he's just, just grabbing guys, and he's just – like, and it's just like it's it's more ridiculous than you if, if you were to watch like kung fu panda it's like a fucking cartoon but it's like it literally looks so it's like how is this guy doing that like this guy is so nails like what happens if this guy runs into a guy at the bars this guy just dead within two seconds like it has to be i just saw this video and i thought it was so nails like he was just like throwing punches with this like bicep and stuff like doing different things and it was, it was insane. So I, I had to mention that, but that's, I only had one this week, which is crazy, but that's, that's my that's, only one.
1: So that's a huge, that's a huge surprise. Actually. I was fully expecting you to have three or four and list them off. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm going to go with not a singular person, but a team. I'm going to go with uh, the Seattle Mariners. Oh, what a pick. Not not being in the playoffs for I don't even know how many years, and then they just have one of the biggest comebacks in MLB history. Oh, that was gross. Such a sick story. Uh, that rookie's an absolute nail gun. I'm going with the Seattle Mariners.
0: That was – that's actually an unbelievable call because that Mariners story, I mean, they, they come back – what did they – who did they just beat uh, in the wild card? They came back st- – First team, and, like, there's only been three teams in history that come back seven runs in the playoffs and yeah. win the game, and they're one of them. Yeah. That's nasty.
1: Yeah, it was gross. Super sick. It uh, looks like we lost Mace here. Uh, should, do we just hop into uh, Harmsey's interview?
0: Yeah, we might have to just hop into Harmsey's interview here. Um that's fine with me. I mean, we, we got it all done, and, and everyone's going to enjoy Harms' interview. It's an hour, hour and a half, hour 20 minutes. So um, now everyone, you know, just tune in to the next half here with Brennan Harms, Bemidji State University hockey player. I played with him in Utah. Um, just a great guy from a small town in Manitoba. Loves hockey. Um, you guys will enjoy this one. Now on to Brendan Harms. And now I'd like to welcome on a very special guest, longtime listener, friend of the show, good Toba boy up from the up up from north, the uh, Canada Steinbach, uh, a town of seventeen thousand people. They love their hockey. Former Bemidji State Beaver, Brennan Harms. Harmsy, thanks for coming on, man.
3: Wow, what an intro! Thanks for having me, boys. <laughs> good to have it's, you. Uh,
1: Love, love a little northern Bemidji action Northern Minnesota Bemidji action. Good to have you.
3: Oh it's it's nice and we're gonna talk some Duluth stuff. It's uh, ready to rock. Oh
0: yeah I like it. Um, so Harmsey, you know we played together in Utah for uh, for a good stint there. Um, you obviously played at Bemidji. what are you what have you been up to now? How long have you been retired and uh, you know what's what's taking up your days?
3: Well, I'm actually not retired yet close but I'm not um these days I'm still waiting I uh this year I did summer a little bit differently uh crazy summer actually I think we had my girlfriend and I had like six weddings or something like that it was nuts well congrats by the way thank you um and then I actually bought a house in Steinbach this summer so got into the place about uh probably about a month ago so been doing that and then I actually um about halfway through last year I started taking some classes so back in school for, uh, it's called the post-grad certificate in, in real estate appraisal. So I've been doing that. Got a good internship this summer. I was lucky to, to hook up with a guy from town and been working with him. So I was hoping to kind of try and sign somewhere late. Um, it's not really normal with Europe. Usually we have to leave August 1st. I've had to leave August 1st the last two or three years. So um, right now I'm ready to rock whenever I get the call. I'm just practicing with our junior team in, in Steinbach and trying to stay ready and, and hopefully I can get going soon.
0: Nice. So is that, I mean, so you don't have a certain place you want to go. It's just whoever comes calling. Um, do you have an idea, you know, what country that might be in what town, or is it just, it could be anywhere.
3: Yeah. Like at this point I've played three years in Europe now. So I played one year in Norway and then and two years, two years in Denmark. Um, really like those countries. Uh, Scandinavia is awesome. Like when you get out there um, the people are, it's like being at home honestly everyone speaks English um a lot of coaches are North American too my coach in Denmark was North American the other one was Swedish actually my coach in Norway was Swedish too but they coach in English which which I really like so I mean I'd go back to Norway or Denmark if I could it's kind of tough because Norway only has six imports Denmark has nine per team so there's a little more options there but I'm honestly I'm pretty open to anything just at this point in my career it's it's trying to find the right fit the right coach um I'd love to play with a friend if I could. That's another big thing for me. Um, but you don't always get to do that. I've been lucky everywhere I've played, I've I've had a friend going in before. So um now I'm kind of just waiting. <laughs> do you just do you just give your agent
1: like kind of what you're looking for and he just kind of scopes it out until he finds something?
3: Yeah, so I had a couple options in the summer um that he he came to me with and I it just wasn't they were they were good options, but it wasn't something I was kind of jumping off the the couch to, to go do. And and my girlfriend was able, I've been together with my girlfriend now for three years. She was able to come last year for three months, which was awesome. Um, she won't be able to this year. So that, that played a part in it too. Just, she's going to be able to come and visit. But um, my brother just had, he's got two kids, one and three, two boys that are loving hockey. So it's just, I, I've been wanting to be home. Um, and it's been awesome being home, but yeah. I, I tell my agent kind of, he gives me something. And I'm like, ah, I don't want to go there. <laughs> else and it's like, okay. Like I, I kind of now like, just like, just like you guys too. Like once you've played in enough spots, get to know enough guys, you have a, a good idea of kind of where you wanted to go, where you want to go and, and what you definitely don't want to do. So um, now is the challenge and just trying to find that.
0: For sure. Well, I mean, I want to know where you found this girlfriend of yours, you know, you're going overseas, going up, doing all this stuff, playing hockey. And it seems like she's just, you know, still by your side. Um, Is that something you worked out before you guys kind of signed the contract? Like, Hey, we're boyfriend and girlfriend, but before, you know, I do want you to know that, uh, you know, hockey is going to come first. And, uh, you know, as soon as I'm done playing hockey, that's when you will slide into that first spot. Um, But for now you're going to be number two or, you know, how does that go?
3: Yeah, we, we signed her to a multi-year deal early on. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, no, it was, it was actually funny. I was in Greenville, dark days at Greenville, and we were in the Toilet Bowl series trying to <laughs> win second second last place against Norfolk, but uh, I started talking to her around then. Uh, she's from just outside of Winnipeg, so uh, her dad's actually an RCMP officer, so she grew up all over Manitoba. She's lived in everywhere I've played hockey in Manitoba, which is pretty crazy, but... Um, yeah, I put that up front. I just told her, I was like, I'm, I'm not looking to to finish playing anytime soon. She's been really awesome with it. Um, when I went to Norway, it was, it was really quick. It was like, I was in Cincinnati, um, sit in the stands and, uh, got the opportunity to go to Norway and went home for five days and then ripped out there. And she was able to come out twice there, which was awesome. Uh, COVID year in Denmark was tough. She was only able to come once. And then Last year, she actually quit her job and came out for for three months. And now she nice. um, she took a job with the same company. Um, she's a manager of a restaurant out here, so she's got to be home. You can't really do that remotely, so that's uh, that's a part of it. But no, she's been she's been awesome with it all.
0: That's awesome. Well, I I did want to you know. Olson, you are pretty similar in the girl sense where, you know, you guys were always kind of just looking for a good girl. And, and it's tough to find when you're a hockey player hanging about, hanging out with a bunch of douchebags kind of thing. And, um, <laughs> you know, so I do. yeah, I want to know, you know, where, where do you meet this girl? You know, what, you know, how did you come across her? And then, you know, how do you convince her, you know, I'm the one for you?
3: Well, I think I did what Olsen did. It was Instagram for me. but yeah. <laughs> I think it's a so new that, dating app. We've discussed this before. It's,
1: Instagram is the new dating app. That's all I got mine. Were you two? Yeah. We were, we were, we were Hinge first and then I followed her whatever. And then I deleted hinge and then I re-messaged her down the road a few months later. And then that's what kicked it off.
3: Yeah. Like, so for me, I was like, we've known each other. Cause like I said, like we've lived in the same places. So we have tons of mutual friends. I would always just creep her on Instagram, like her, pics and see if she'd like them back and then (laughs) one day one day I was home for Christmas like I was home for like five days in Greenville and I the boy me and my buddies had gone out that night and I was home I think and scrolling through stories and then someone had told me you got to start reacting to stories right so like doing like hundreds or hard eyes and I think I like reacted (laughs) to her story (laughs) she's like holy man really and then we roped her in. and they <laughs> <love
0: it>. <laughs> 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 That's awesome. Uh, I love hearing those stories. And, and to go back to what I, you know, you are going overseas and still a hockey player. I didn't even think about this. You guys are Canadian. So she's probably actually, you know, diehard hockey as well. It's a little bit different when you're an American. The American girls don't really care much about hockey. But I think the Canadian girls, you know, they are big. They love puck. You know, they, they like the game. And. They know everything about it, and uh, they understand that you know most Canadian men are probably uh, die-hard hockey guys.
3: Yeah, I think they have a better understand. Especially in Manitoba, we don't have a whole lot going on here. So, um, <laughs> like she, uh, like she goes to Jets games and with some friends and stuff, and and she likes watching it. Um, she can skate, so she loves it, I guess. And it's nice because if she didn't, I don't know what I would do. She'd be like, what are you doing in Europe? <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> getting away from you <laughs> yeah.
0: that's good shit well let's uh let's move on and before i before we get into Harmsey's career and how he got on his path i did want to bring up something that uh our good friend and one of our first guests ryan walters um and Harmsey, Harmsey used to call him doug because uh <laughs> You know, he's this guy who works out all the time, and, and Doug, uh, 51st Dates, is doing steroids. You know? <laughs> so, Harmsy used to call him Doug. Um, so, Doug, Doug used to run us, he, he used to write up like a riddle on the board every uh, morning. We all, And we'd all come in, and, like there'd be a riddle up there. And we're like, Harmsy'd be like, what the fuck's Doug got up there now? Like, what was this? <laughs> so, <laughs> I wrote down a couple of riddles for you guys for old time's sake. Um let's see if you guys can put your heads together and think of think of the answers here. So I'll start us off the first one. What kind of band doesn't play music? Ray Band. That's actually not it. That's a good guess. Okay, I'll give it to you. Rubber band. Rubber band. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> next one. I should
1: have next said. one. Yeah. Are
3: we are we it or are we keeping it to ourselves here? no no didn't, i
1: didn't know this. if i was supposed to answer i was gonna yell rubber band
3: oh well
0: i got the answers just i want to know who gets them first or oh, if okay, you guys can you even
1: get them. Fair enough.
0: so All if right. you got the answer spit them out okay um alexa alexa has four daughters each one of her daughters has one um brother how many how many kids does alexa have
3: Okay, what was that? She has four daughters.
0: Each one of her daughters has a has one brother. Five kids. There it is. (laughs) Four daughters, one son.
1: Yeah, Yeah. they all have they all have one brother. If they're all yeah, yeah, five.
0: (laughs) Well done. I'm I'm (laughs) smart as shit. Let's go. In Orlando, he wasn't in the Utah. (laughs) Okay, what belongs to you but other people use it more than you do?
3: What belongs to you? But
0: other people use it. Oh, this one's gonna me. be
3: so you're gonna think of this one and be like, oh, I should have known this. That's you're, what all, all of Doug's riddles are. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't think I know this one. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Your name.
3: Oh god. That's a, <laughs> that's a dad riddle. Yeah. Well just, just <laughs> think of, of me, Moose, and Melindy in the corner trying to think of these things. <laughs> that was our quarter that was our quarter and then michael Michael pellick to our lap oh
1: god just a crew oh
3: Oh,
0: it was legendary i never wanted to leave that locker room (laughs) um okay last one what tastes better than it smells
1: I think I've heard this one before but I don't know the answer.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm terrible
0: at these. What ones.
1: tastes better than it smells?
0: The tongue. <laughs> <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> oh my god. The tongue doesn't smell, it tastes.
1: <laughs> no, it doesn't taste. It doesn't you can't taste anything but you can What was the question? It tastes better than it smells.
0: Oh, what yeah. tastes Amazing. better than it smells. Yep, the tongue. Yeah. Okay, yeah. well, look, that's all I all had right. written I, down. I mean, that's all I had written down. Also, good job in the first couple there. Hey,
3: Ray-Bans uh, is good too. Yeah.
0: ray is was a good answer. I like that. So, Harmsy, let's get into your career here. And what we typically do is kind of go through everyone's path and, you know, how they got to be where they are now. Um, and especially as <laughs> hockey players, a lot of us have been has been, but obviously plenty of guys are still playing. So. You're from Steinbeck, Manitoba, town of seventeen thousand. Obviously, there's plenty of hockey up in Manitoba, so it's no wonder you chose hockey to play. Um You go, you you start your junior career in in Portage. Is that Portage la Prairie, Armsey? Yeah, yeah. So I played. I played a couple tournaments up there. I mean, pretty small town, but it's only forty miles away from your hometown. So you know, what, did that have a deciding factor in how you got there, or? You know, I know as Canadians, sometimes you guys are thinking about, you know, the WHL if you're in Manitoba. um, And this route you went to Portage, you still leave that College Avenue open. Was that something that was in the back of your mind or was that kind of just all you had going for you at the time?
3: Yeah, so in um, in Manitoba, we're uh, so we're with the WHL. Um, and in Manitoba at the time, Brand, the Brandon Wheat Kings were kind of our only WHL team. Now the Winnipeg Ice are in the in the league as well. Uh, but growing up, like I think Mellor said too, I listened to to Mellor's. You you kind of only know junior hockey, like WHL, major junior hockey. And I always wanted to play for the Wheat Kings. That was kind of my goal as a kid. And like we have on our uh, on our cable, we had the Wheat Kings were on cable, so you could watch the Wheat Kings. Um, and that was my dream kind of. And, and once I got older, I, I was, we had our Bantam draft. So the year before you go into midget hockey, so you'd be in uh, freshman in high school. So then you get drafted. I was drafted to Portage and I was drafted to um, Brandon, which I was pretty lucky to do. But my hometown just actually moved to Steinbeck. So like, or, sorry, my hometown team had just moved to Steinbeck. So that was their first draft um, in the MJHL. And they didn't pick me. They had the first overall pick, and I got snubbed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes.
3: I, got snubbed. I don't know if that was good enough anyway, but I ended up going ninth overall. There's only 10 teams in the league, but in the first round to, to Portage. So I was super pumped. And Portage and Brandon had similar scouts. So I, I'd been drafted um, to Brandon in the sixth round and then drafted to Portage. Uh, I went, I, I my next year, I had a pretty decent uh, midget year. I made the the under 18 team. So that was. We, you could play from uh, 10th grade to 12th grade. So I played as a 10th grader and so had a good season. Like, sir,
0: Harmsy, just to budge in here, is that, you know, this Portage team, is that kind of a, almost a minor league team for the Wheat Kings at the time? Um, yeah, kind exactly. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I, like usually they're like the Wheat Kings, like if you can make it as a 16-year-old, you make it as a 16-year-old. But if they can get um, like Manitoba guys, it's tough because now they switched it where – you, have, you can protect two players from your hometown. So, like, if this was the time now, like, I would have been protected, right, by by the Pistons and Steinbeck, where yeah. Will Smith played in those guys that you know. Um, but, I uh, yeah, I wasn't protected. I wasn't picked. So, the scouting, there was some guys that were with both teams, but it kind of just depended on where you were from, too. Um, but I was super lucky, man. I, I ended up going to King's camp and, like – like you guys do when you're an early junior you don't really know what's going on like I was 15 I'm a late birthday I go to this week Kings camp I'm a fourth line center on my team Braden Shen's the first line center I'm sitting here like wow like I'm not like I don't want to stay out there too long I don't wanna, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean and like and back then like these we had spring camp so I went to the spring camp first um and I got absolutely decked like just rocked by someone Camp ends and Portage calls. Yeah. Are you coming to our spring camp? I was like, I don't want to come to your spring camp. (laughs) End up playing there, like do all that stuff. And then I go into my year where I'm trying to make the team as a, as a 16 year old and I don't make it whatever. I don't think I was good enough to make it. Um, But he tells me, Kelly McCrimmon tells me, He's with uh, Vegas now. He's the GM of Vegas. And he's like, yeah, we're reassigning you. I was like, well, I don't even know what that means. Goes, yeah, <laughs> you're not. Like, you're not. I was like, okay. Yeah. So he's like, if you if you can make a junior team, Portage, like, that's great. But if you play midget again, that's fine. I'm like, well, I want to make Portage. Like, a, a guy from uh, St. Anne where Gen- the general's from, another guy from yeah. there, he had, he had played Portage. And then he had played Brandon. So, like, that was kind of the guy that I was watching. Um, and I wanted to do that. And my coach from uh, Portage called me. He goes, oh, they catch you already? I was like, yeah. He's like, wow, come on down. So I ended up making the team. I was 15 at the time. I got super lucky at the time. When you make it as a 16-year-old, like, you're supposed to play in the top six or else they're not supposed to keep you. So I uh, ended up playing on a really good line. Our team won the, the championship. We won the Anavit Cup, which is when you play against Saskatchewan. Uh, went to the RBC Cup, lost out there, but, you know, had a, a really great experience. And then I got drafted to Fargo. And that, um, that was a big decision I had to make the next year. But I, I always wanted to keep that kind of both options open. Because But if it wasn't for getting cut from Brandon, I, like if I could have signed with Brandon, I would have signed right away. But they uh, they cut me and then wanted me to come after that under-17 tournament. But I said no. Um, because at that point I had talked to some schools and stuff like that. I wanted to keep that available, and um, luckily enough, I, yeah. I ended up. Just,
0: so I mean, you said, you know, you said you you had wanted to play for Brandon. You get cut. Um, and you play for Porridge, You have a great year. You go to RBC. I think that's the you know the tournament that goes until fucking August. It seems like almost. <laughs> it's like they're playing all damn year long. Um, where where well, was your where was your RBC Cup?
1: Where
3: was um, the first one was in uh, Okotoke, or no, it was in Cam- Camrose, Alberta. It's really sweet rain. And then the next one, the next year was in Humboldt, Saskatchewan. So it, okay, was, yeah. it was good for us because if we, like, that was part of why I came back. Because um, I actually made Fargo as a 17-year-old. But I knew that a lot of the guys were going to be back. And I knew that if we won our league, there was a good chance Humboldt was going to win their league. So we'd automatically get in.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's, I, I, because I, my brother played in the Superior International Junior Hockey League or whatever. In the SI. Yeah, and my
3: brother did too.
1: Yeah, and so you know he, uh, they ended up playing, and I can't remember, can't remember where it was. I think it might have been out in Nova Scotia, but that that had to be a year or two after you.
3: It was probably, yeah, because it was mine was, mine was. Are you ninety-three old? Yeah. But you're in the year, like you're you were in my grade, right? Like you're, because you were you held back. I forget how the Americans do it differently. Yeah, so
1: so I was late birth year, so I was a 2012 high yeah. school graduate. Yeah, right? yeah.
3: Like, well, that would have been like that was my grade 11, grade 12 year was when I was imported. And okay. I actually I was super lucky, man. I got to play with my brother my my first year. So my brother was in the SIJHL too, and he came home and was playing for our hometown team, and then we traded for him at the deadline. Oh, it was was sweet because he's four years yeah he's four years older um never got to play with him growing up and then he comes over man he was our he had a point per game he came over he was our on our fourth line but our d-man on the top of the pp and he used to just rip clappers he's got a a (laughs) great shot he's smart he still plays senior hockey and he used to rip clappers i was in front of the net and he just kept smoking me with them i was like (laughs) <laughs> oh, Tanner, stop smoking me with these pucks he goes get out of the way they're going top cheese
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh i love it i i mean playing with your brother like we've talked about before just playing with your brother would be unbelievable like be on the same team especially four years apart where you don't get a chance to play with each other um growing up that would, that would really be something honestly I, I i wish i got to do that have the opportunity especially at a high level like juniors Um uh, it had to have been fun, the, fun for the parents as well. Just, you know, do you stay at home going to Portage being only 40 miles away? Do you make that trek back and forth? Are you living with a Billet family there?
3: No, we're living with the Billet family. It's about an hour and 40 minute drive. So it's. Uh, oh, it's, really? Yeah, it's decent. It's a little bit farther than 40 miles. But it's. Uh, yeah, I had a great Billet family there. Lived with them both years. Um, actually, still keep in touch with them. Just saw them. It's crazy, man. The kids were seven, eight, and nine when I was there. And now they're. One just graduated junior. He's playing D three. The other one's playing for Portage junior, and the other one's playing junior B and BC. I'm like, this is insane, man. I'm yeah, it's nuts.
0: <laughs> it is crazy to see the billet the billet siblings. Like minor one of them's in college now, and the other one's like a junior in high school, and they were like, you know, this big when <laughs> like, oh, I. I know. It's the tiny little kids. Um, but Harmsey, what I wanted to ask was, you know. You get drafted by Fargo. You, you're still playing in Portage. You know, is your dream of playing for the Wheat Kings still alive at this point? Like, are you still, you know, trying to get to the WHL and play for the Wheat Kings at this time?
3: Yeah, I think especially at the start of the year, you're kind of just focused on on what you're trying to do. And I was lucky to get it to a good start. And then I played in that under 17 tournament, I told you guys. And then right after that's when they wanted me to to come up and play some games. But we had a bunch of injuries ourselves. And at that point I had talked to schools and I'm like, I'm not going to sacrifice the, uh, the NCAA eligibility to go play a couple games and play on the fourth line. Like it wasn't like an opportunity where I'm going to get to play a lot. Um, and then I went to like the spring camp after the year and I still hadn't signed. And I had the contract at home and everything. And I kind of made all my decisions at once. Actually I, um, I went, I visited Bemidji and I visited North Dakota and then uh, i had already had an offer from Anchorage. And uh, I just kind of decided all at once that I wanted to go to college and that, um, that I wanted to go to Bemidji. Um, It was, that's kind of, I just wanted to not get it out of the way, but I wanted to, I knew I wanted to be close to home. And what better places, like Bemidji is a great smaller campus, smaller school, right? North Dakota is obviously an unbelievable school. I I watched some games there, Um, like the Ralph is, is the best, right? And then I had the week King. So like for, like for me, I was honestly the luckiest kid ever, man. I got to go have those options. North Dakota never offered me. So when I went to the visit to Bemidji, I, I went and visited Bemidji with my mom. My dad was working that weekend. So came back. Cause I'm two hours from Grand Forks, man. Like, and I'm three hours three yeah. hours from Bemidji. So for, and Brandon's three hours too. So for me, it's all right around there. Right. And I went to, uh, went to North Dakota, got the full tour and, my mom was with me, and my mom's pretty funny. She's like, "Kay, you go up and talk to them. I'm done doing this. Like, I've I've walked around enough school. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm done listening to this stuff." I was like, "Okay." So, like, I get into the um uh, into the office with uh with Jax and just talk to him a bit. And they had, they'd said that they weren't able to offer me now. It was like in Ju- June or July, and they're like, "But you know, we might be able to offer you in October." And I'm just like, "Well, I can't really wait around." and like what happens if I get hurt what happens I was like if you really wanted me you, you would offer me now like I was young I was only 16 I'd played one year right so I get that but I kind of wanted to just make my decision and and I really enjoyed Bemidji I really liked the the vibe I got there and um I just thought it'd be a really good opportunity for me and and I knew I was like what sold me on college honestly the was the assistant coach told me he's like so Armsy, I know you want to go to school it's important to you and it was and it, and it is and but he's like, what are you going to want to do at, what are you going to want to do at 20? Like when you're at 20 and you graduate from major junior, are you going to want to go and go to school or are you going to want to go and and try and play pro hockey? He's like, you're, you're not the biggest guy. You need a little bit more time to develop. You'll give yourself an extra couple of years. And then when you're done, you can just go straight to pro. And that honestly sold me.
0: Yeah, that's actually a good point. Um, Just whenever you, when you do graduate the CHL up in Canada, it's, you know, you're kind of still a young kid. Like, are you ready to, you know, be playing against Travis Howe and in the boys? Um, <laughs> I'm like... ready
3: to play against Travis Howe. <laughs>
0: yeah, like, I mean, a 20 bomb skating around, like, you know, yeah, you, it's you crazy just get thrown into the coast or the American League. Like, that's a huge step Um, with not a lot of time to develop the body, and not to, you know, not only the body, but Physically, it's like mentally, too. You're not much of an adult yet. Um, you still have to you know know how to do your laundry and wake up on time without someone, you know, knock on your door and telling you you got to get somewhere. Um, those are all big parts. And I think those are those are big, big things that you learn in college. I think, um, you know, showing up on time to meetings and stuff, waking yourself up, um, being responsible with your own schedule and time management is such a huge part of college which uh, gives you a little leeway when before you get to pro so that that would definitely be one of my biggest selling points on college as well um
3: 100 like, for me for me too i was fortunate to play like my three years of junior we played until may every year so i played went to the rbc cup twice um in the USHO, we lost in the final so like my body i like i was tall enough i was like i'm just at six feet now. And I was probably the same then maybe five eleven and a half. and a half, but like, I didn't, my body wasn't big enough. Like I wasn't strong enough. Cause I never had any time to train. Like I played a ton of games, which was awesome. And that helped me a ton. But like when I got to college, I, I really got to, to focus on that off ice part of it too, which is, I think I needed for sure.
1: Yeah. 100%. I, I wanted to, so you get your commitment from Bemidji. Did they have any um, influence on you going to Fargo versus going back, you know, home? And, you know, did they have a route for you junior wise? Or did you just kind of say, you know, I want to go play in Fargo for a year? Like, what was that kind of about? And then talk about your year in Fargo because you guys had a nasty little team
0: there.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, they um, so I think they had a part in me. I don't know, getting drafted there maybe. I don't know if they did have a say in that, but they had a good connection with the Fargo coaches. I had Marxy there, who was the man. <laughs> um, and then I had Byron Poole, who's the associate head coach at Northern Michigan right now, who was a phenomenal coach. They both Canadian guys. Um, I was actually drafted by Jason Herter before that. And then um, he actually, we had a uh, cabin on the same lake. So we were about to like talk about Fargo. And then all of a sudden he gassed Fargo so but it was um with Bemidji I um like I got drafted to Fargo I went down there as a 17 year old Marcy. like I just wanted to make a good impression um Marksy told me after after camp I'm sitting in and this is a Saratori story I'm sitting in the locker room like as a 17 year old guy and I'm committed to Bemidji all of a sudden Tom Saratori is like in the locker of camp <laughs> he goes yeah nice i'm like <laughs> what are you what are you doing man <laughs> like, we did it in portage too and i was like tom you're like what what's going on he goes yeah you know just checking in whatever i'm like what what's going on <laughs> so after camp, i ended up i ended up going into like Marcy pulls me into the room and he goes harmsy like uh we want you on the team i was like why well, I, I don't want to play on the team <laughs> like i just want to come kind of make wanted uh like luckily i i was just like you know what I, I appreciate it but i'm gonna go back i wanted to go back and, and bemidji was fine with that too because i think they knew we were going to have a good team in portage or i wouldn't have gone back um and i didn't know how much i was going to play in fargo i knew i if i made it i i could be on the third or fourth line and and i was yeah. still another year of high school left and i wanted to finish that up in canada just with transferring everything and I honestly think that was the best move for me. Cause I got to go back. I was familiar. I was comfortable. I got to play a ton. I ended up getting hurt by the way too. So I like, right when I, after I committed like early in the season, I got, I got hurt again. So um, then going to Fargo, man, so lucky. Like what a, what a place it's only three hours from my hometown. So I get there and like, I was bad, like I was bad. And I think like being committed to Bemidji helped me because they kind of knew that coming from Manitoba I was going to need a little bit of time just to adjust to the speed and everything of the American game and of the USHL like it's like college like you guys know you played in it um but I was playing with with Dahmer and Dom was getting ripped too <laughs> and Dom was the Dom was drafted so it's like who are they going to rip more Dom or some random kid from from Manitoba <laughs> like they, they should be, this guy should be shitty like <laughs> So I'm sitting there like, okay. And i like, man, I don't know why. I just like, I kept dropping my gloves during that fall classic and never fighting anyone. I dropped my gloves like four times and never fought. Once. <laughs> and I was just like, what? I, I started talking with someone like, man, what are you doing? Like, figure it out. So it was me, Dom. And then, so like Gert's, Gertler, Gus, and Iofalo were aligned the year before. So that was like the line coming back. But I think Al was, Fall was hurt to start the year. So it was me, Tots and and Jordan Nelson played at Mankato. And we like we weren't doing well and then first shift of the first game we started and we buried. And Tots buried I think and then all of a sudden it was like okay, let's go. And then it was awesome man like we like you guys know Dom actually like unbelievable player, unbelievable guy so like got to know him super well. And then we got this random guy Alex I have all on our line. Who we put on? Yeah. Like come on. <laughs> He's okay. <laughs> He's okay. Like, one of the most skilled players in the USHL at the time. And, like, Nelly was awesome, too. Like, we were buzzing with Nelly. But um, then Al came back, and we ended up trading for Ortega, who's not bad either. Yeah. So then it was, like, Dusty, Ortega, Gertz, and then uh, Nelly went on the third line, and it was me, Al, and Tots. And, like, man, playing with those guys was unbelievable. Awesome guys, awesome players. Like, we had such a fun team. Like, you guys have had, like, obviously, Goffer Those guys like we we had so much fun on the team, man, and like such a good team, but like we would always like make every game so close and then we would randomly win. It was I don't know how, but like we pulled it together at the right time.
0: That's what that's what the good teams do. Yeah, they were they were they were very they
1: were very good and we we always we always had good matchups, you know, but we also had somewhere you guys won by a lot somewhere we we won by a lot we were kind of we were I don't know we were kind of rivals you know me and Dom going against each other we love that shit uh you guys but you guys were great and then ended up making it to the finals against a really good Dubuque team like really good Dubuque team
3: yeah they were they were really good and I, I always remember obviously you alls just from Dom right because like you, him, and then Randy. So, like, yeah. I remember, I think we were always talking when we played against each other, right? Like, I got to know the Duluth guys a bit. And then, but I remember one game, you guys absolutely pumped us. And we, <laughs> we, we had done, like, these, they called these plate stairs. We had them in Fargo. So, you would, like, start at the top, and you would, like, you'd walk, like, go down up with, like, two plates in each hand. You'd drop one, run down up with one, drop it, and then run down up. And we got up to, like, 10 or 12. Whatever, we did a bunch of those like day before the game. We get shitholed by Sioux City and it w- everything would go black. So, like, whenever someone would score, it would go black and everyone would rip onto the bench. So, you wouldn't get a minus. <laughs> <laughs> so, all like, the lights go on. There's like no one on the ice. Olsen is celebrating with Denzel after they've just had four attacks and we're all just sitting on the bench. <laughs> Gage, Gage. It,
1: it in in that game they, they pulled their goalie twice. <laughs> they they I, I'm pretty it was it was Cam and uh Jenner. Was the, Jenner yeah. yeah. I think I think he started and then Cam came in and then Cam let in three goals on four shots. And then they pulled him and put Jenner back in. Oh,
3: man, yeah. And we had Cammer and Jenner, like Cammer, what a guy, man. Like yeah. we had such a fun team, like Taylor Fleming, Chris Dimes was good, Gavin Bay, Ruther, like on our front end like like i said ortega and those guys we had like kenny gillespie was a good grinder like we had good young guys like we just had a a really good team that came together and i I actually got food poisoning in the playoffs so i got right before game four against sioux falls and then so i missed that game was lucky enough to come back the next game we won then we went straight to dubuque and that kind of i don't know if like whatever dubuque had such a good team but like looking back like we went straight there and then just got hosed for two there and then yeah. lost in double OT at home. So like, I think if maybe we could have regrouped a little bit, I don't know, but I mean, that's how hindsight's twenty twenty. right. Who
0: was on that Dubuque team? Now, obviously, was that Shazi's dad's team and Shazi was on the team as well or?
3: No, nope. that was like Peter Quenville, um, Smatula. I played with Smatula okay. actually last year in Denmark. Um, Benning. Downing Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah, when you yeah, look yeah. at the roster it's it's nasty a nasty team
0: i remember I remember playing those guys and they were they were nasty yeah,
3: you, they were... you would have been on the u17s right at because you're 95 right? yep oh yeah we almost lost to you guys too and then we scored three in like three minutes <laughs> <in Ann Arbor>. <laughs> <laughs> was gonna rip our heads off <laughs> marksi was the best man like I, I've been so lucky like my junior coaches I like my coach in Portage Blake is Blake Spellers, his name. He's one of the best junior hockey coaches in Canada. Like his, his record yeah. is unbelievable. And then to go to Marcy after that, like, I, like I had great coaches in Bemidji too, but like, you can't beat those two guys. Like Marksy played on a line with Stan Makita. Like, yeah. yeah. Come on. It's, it was, and I was so lucky to have those guys. Byron Poole was a great guy. I used to watch video with Byron all the time and stuff. He just, you learn so much from those guys, and, and it really and I think jumping to Fargo was great for me to to really because it's an adjustment coming from the the Manitoba Junior League and being young and stuff that that was a great stepping stone for me and I, I was just fortunate to play with such good line mates and such a good team.
0: For sure. Um, well, now I guess we'll get into the the college portion. Um, you know, you get done with that year and then you step right onto the campus in Bemidji. And, you know, I mean, I looked at your points throughout the throughout every season, like it didn't take you any time to to get acclimated with the college game. Um, You had a really good freshman year. You know, what was it like? What was it like stepping onto campus at Bemidji, um, becoming a student, kind of being on your own and then playing D1 hockey at the same time? And, you know, I think you you might have been on the first or second line your freshman year. You did really well. How was that? How was that pressure to handle it being a being a new guy, kind of in a new place you've never been to before?
3: Yeah, I, I was I was really lucky. Like I actually, um, I didn't like when you commit. Obviously, you guys committed too, and you don't know what, like what you're going to get into that first year. You don't know how many guys are leaving, how many guys are staying. And I got really lucky where nine guys, nine seniors left. So when I came in, um, we had a great group of, of freshmen. Phil Marinaccio was in Lincoln. Charlie O'Connor was in Chicago and then my buddy Nate Arntz was in Fargo with me. Um, we came in, we roomed together. Uh, Nate was a great, great friend, still is. But that was super comfortable right off the hop. Like, to be honest, I hated Bemidji for the first month. Like, yeah. we got there, there was no one else there. Like, we're just in these dorms. There's no air conditioning. We're not, like, you're not buddies with the older guys. So, like, you freshmen, but I think you freshmen really bond together, right? Like, you we would go out for dinner every night, like, got to know each other. And then, like, the second month you get – into hockey stuff. And then like things like really start to take off. But that first month I remember calling my parents. I was like, this sucks. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, yeah, the lake is sweet, but I don't like, I, this sucks. And then I ended up really, really loving it. And like, it just takes a little bit of time to, to make some friends and like the older guys invited us out. And I was able to, yeah, like play in the, in the top six right away. I was on the power play. I was penalty killing. Um, I got to play with, um, that year, I was I bounced around a bit, but I was with Danny Matson and Corey Ward for a bit. Corey Ward had 18 goals one year. I think that was, he was that. good. yeah, he was just an ox. So I ended up playing with him for three years, and then I played with the triplets my my last year. But you know, I got to I got to that's part of the reason I wanted to go there was I I, I knew I'd get an opportunity to play, and and that's the main thing. And, and North Dakota, that's if I didn't get offered there, obviously, but you know, with a bigger school, there, you're going to be. Not that competition. The competition's great, but you want to be able to get that opportunity. And, and I was really fortunate right away. Like we sucked my first year, like brutal. All we did was rim the puck and off the glass and out, and I was just losing my mind. And <laughs> I remember those those end of the year meetings we had, and I talked. I was in there for like an hour, hour and a half. I was like, we we can't have rims as our first op- first option. Like I just I just don't understand it. And I. We have no, like, and I get the way we want to play, like, and, and that works well with my game, like a hard-working forward, like, but use your skill within that and give these D-men some opportunity. And then my second year, I guess our coaches had been hanging out with the wild coaches all summer, and then we were doing net bumps and wall bumps, our D were just stealing it. <laughs> Oh, we, you know, yeah. we always love to go to North Dakota early on. It was the best because we'd get all your young guys nice and early when they're not ready to all the system. Great <laughs> to Nodak and we won like five-two. I was like, let's go. You had you had the game, winner that game. I had two tucks that game. I think I should have called yeah. it a career after that game. <laughs> <laughs> that's, great. Great. Oh, that um, that's it. Never playing hockey again. But no man, that was awesome. <laughs> like, I, I always love playing against you guys because obviously knowing like some of the guys too, like Chiz and, and the general yeah. love how you guys call me the general, but I've known Steph <laughs> forever. So um, just playing against you guys. And then me and Kajula would always go at it or someone would go. Oh, at it.
0: Yeah.
3: it was always just oh. fun. Like our hard, two hardworking teams going at it. And yeah, but the was great, man. I think, I think we left the, like you always want to, like they always talk about like leaving the program better than you, you got there. And, I just think they they made a lot of good changes there when I was there. It was always a very good program, Division Two, and then going up to Division One, they had early success. Um, and then being in that WHCHA was a powerhouse, right? It was tough, and sucks that that we didn't weren't able to to kind of play in that. But I think it was nice having those out of conference rival. Like we always played you guys every year. We always played Minnesota. Sure. We got to play St. Cloud all the time. Like I chucked a pizza cross ice to Nick Dowd one of my first games. He carries. <laughs> And then, and, then, and then Bert Gillen takes me in between periods he goes let's watch it I watch it on video he goes you're going back out there I'm, like, man. I'm just gonna check another one through the seam <laughs> but it was uh honestly it was, it was awesome man like sophomore year we got better we were 500 junior year we were 500 senior year we had a really good year we we were regular season champs in the in the WCHA and um it, it we didn't do well out of conference that kind of killed us that year but you know we run into a good bowling green team in, in playoffs in the semis but yeah um yeah it was it was awesome man. Like, i had a really good experience there i loved it great people great program and it just keeps getting better i think like eddie Olczyk come and helped a lot travis winter coming back like it just they're starting to get away from that off the glass and out. they still do it obviously There's yeah but they it's
0: territory uh, there, you know, he's yeah. coaching the team. He's going to play a fucking meat potatoes type game out yeah. there, obviously.
3: And I like that, but it's, I learned a lot from him, like especially on the penalty kill. Like there's a reason you're their top five in the nation every year. Like we would have penalty kill meetings um, before the game, but like also every week. So every penalty kill guy would come in and we'd watch every clip from the weekend on the screen and he would pause it. He'd have his little remote and he'd pause it. He'd go, Harmsy, where should your stick be? Like, to the left he goes yes plays it again yeah, yeah. Pulse. Pulse. why are your feet like that because i'm slow i should turn them and i'm slow they used to give us yeah and that's what that's we used to practice with our sticks turned over as penalty killers so the mock peak like mock pp guys would just have a field day like the fitzgerald triplets would be humming this puck around and you're trying to stop it with like the knob of your stick and then if you stop it you're trying to like Whack it out! He goes, "Don't shoot it! Don't shoot it!" (laughs) We used to get starburst if we blocked shots. Like it was, it was mayhem. (laughs) Oh
0: man, yeah. I mean, we always talked about the the Bemidji series when we played up in North Dakota. It was like, God damn it, we got to play the Beavers again. Like this is this is gonna suck because you know you guys had no fear out there. You played the hardest game out of anyone in college, and you never made it easy. But those series were always so fun between you guys because even when we go up to Bemidji, you know, the, the rink would just be buzzing. It it'd, it'd Boy, be yeah. slam packed in there and it you know, your student section behind the behind the glass of the Sanford Center, it's it was Boy. unbelievable. Um yeah,
3: the guy in the green know. suit
0: yeah yeah i used to love warm-ups there you know they'd all be there for warm-ups we're we're warming up you know they're all just banging the glass at us making fun of us So i'm like yeah i love this like the guy
3: guy in the green suit was in one of my accounting classes but uh when i was at north dakota i was like student section unbelievable like that atmosphere is just like the cannons like so sweet so the one playoff—I don't know if you guys know this—one like playoffs, we did the cannons, so we did a, like a cannon in Bemidji. But like our rink isn't as big as the Ralph, so like we score, cannon goes off. It's like cool. Oh, this is unbelievable. We spend the next ten to fifteen minutes trying to get all the shards off the ice. <laughs> 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 what else? shoveling our equipment. Like our student equipment managers are shoveling to try and get all. It <laughs> was so funny. like. The one and then the one game I was at North Dakota, I was in the it was my freshman year, I was in the box. I always got so amped up being there, and then I would just do something stupid. And some some guy in the student section, what did he say to me? He was like, Hey Harms. I'm like, Yeah. He goes, Did you play in Fargo last year? I was like, Oh, this guy, this guy knows me. I was like, Yeah? He goes, Ah, I don't remember you. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. I've never
0: No, was definitely Blake Woolery. He's the yeah. uh he, he's the king of that he's the the, king of the, yeah. the penalty box. Yeah, yeah.
1: felt like he went to school there for 8 years and he had a full dossier on every player that ever played against us at North Dakota. Those guys never graduate, hey? Like
3: those go back and they're You're, still there
0: they're van wilder they don't want to they're just find another <laughs> degree to get into and <laughs> oh yeah it's banging up um who are some of those d there's a d on bemidji that i always
3: remember was it like prop or something or? yeah crappy so i actually i played with him in uh, denmark too really yeah so we uh yeah we we're really good friends we always play in the in the alumni golf tournament together he was two classes above us but super skilled um very good player he um he ripped up like he's done super well he just signed a two-year deal in France he was in Austria last year he's ripped up Norway ripped up Denmark um yeah super super cool guy and he actually married a girl from North Dakota so he's uh nice. he's in, yeah he's in Grand Forks in the summer so with COVID and everything I haven't been able to go down there but I'm, I'm hoping to visit him but yeah he was our he was great um later on like when also you got old like to your later years like Justin Beaudry was a very good defenseman he's from my area he's one of my good buddies um Zach Whitecloud with Vegas yeah
1: yeah
3: um those were like i I'm, I might be missing some guys too Graham McCormick was good he plays in in check right now
0: well and you always had good goalies too right like Bittner and uh yeah, was, even
3: Bitsy yeah Bitsy Bitsy's in in Germany right now but yeah Bits was awesome and then we had Walsh before that but yeah Bitsy was there for three of my four years so yeah like we were always very good defensively right like it wasn't a high scoring kind of team and I, I think they've scouted more talent like not talent but more offensive kind of skilled guys and I think as the program gets better you you get more of those guys and like they've been in the tournament what like two like the last couple yeah. seasons like, with COVID yeah. they should have been in there the other one like they got some really good players, and it's really awesome to see kind of where the program's at. Like it was awesome when I was there too, but it's it's nice to see it like keep taking steps and for sure up there.
0: I like seeing it too. Um, I I just think yeah, it's it's just incredible. Like even like a, a town like Bemidji can put together a team like that um in college hockey is pretty cool because Bemidji, you know, it's a great town, but it's. It's small, right? Like, and it's kind of in the middle of Minnesota with nothing else around it.
3: Yeah, um, the the surrounding Minnesota. area is big, though. That's the one thing. Like, I didn't know much either. Like when I committed there, they're like, "Yeah, it's about twenty thousand people." But with like the surrounding area, all the cabin country and everything, it's like close to sixty or seventy, I think. So that's yeah. well, obviously in the summer, it's a lot more busy. But a lot of people like will drive out for those games and and come watch. And
0: oh yeah, would would Harmsey? Would you guys? you know, what would you guys do in the summer? Would would all the boys kind of stay back there and train a little bit in the summer and enjoy the lakes around the area? Or would you guys all go back home and do your own thing?
3: Um, So the the only shitty thing there was we didn't have ice in the summer. So like we had, like you could go skate at the community rink, but um, I would always stay in May. So I would do a, it wasn't mandatory for anyone to stay. So guys could go home if they wanted to. I would do a class in May, train in May, and then I'd go home June and July, skate in Winnipeg I had a group of guys that I'd skate with pro guys that I'd skate with and then I'd come back early August for like two weeks of like kind of yeah I'm get back training be with the boys again but I needed to go home man I could not stay
1: all year. I when when does that ice get put back in just right when you got like training camp
3: or yeah like it was, that's what was that's what sucked it was like we only and I don't know if that's changed now but we only got it like like, late August, like, once school started, that's kind of when, mm-hmm. like, Captain Skates, that's when we got the ice back. So it was, like, even Captain Skates, we were doing at the community rink. Damn. We, yeah, we'd put on all our gear and drive over there. Guys would drive mopeds heads <laughs> like, yeah. their cars and their skates and stuff. But the, the facility is unbelievable there, man. They keep keep making big, like, uh, just more changes to it, too. And Yeah. But it was... Oh, you know, yeah. So I would be... I would do a class and, like, it honestly helped me my senior year I had I had one class. So I was glad I I stayed for those May classes.
0: That's huge. Um and Harms, we do always ask just before we move on to pro, um, you know, what, what were your favorite spots to go on the road and play on the road? Obviously, um you already mentioned North Dakota, but just somewhere, you know, in the WCHA where you'd spend the night maybe or um you know places you enjoyed playing in or if there's a good restaurant around an area anything like that 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 you uh can remember and and you know think like fuck i'd love to go back there again for another series
3: yeah like we didn't have the charters like you guys so yeah. we, didn't, uh, we, didn't have, we didn't ever stay overnight which kind of sucked like we didn't get to experience that but um like michigan tech's pet band was was really cool so that was like a a fun atmosphere mankato obviously was was a awesome team and cool place to play but although the trip sucked like alaska was actually a lot of fun like we went we went for 10 days once and like if you're in fairbanks it wasn't as fun just because you're kind of like right inland right but then we did the next part of it in anchorage and that was that was cool like the scenery there we did some we went to like the hot springs we Really we always ate really good dinners. Like that's one thing Saratori always had. Like we, a day before a game, we always ate really well. Like we were trying halibut in Alaska. Like it's just an experience you never really get, right? Like I know it's not so much like the like the atmosphere at the rink in Alaska, but like the outside kind of was super- Yeah, Gage, did you
0: did you guys go up and play Alaska before I never got up there. I was always jealous. Like I, I always just wanted to go to Alaska because I'd never been to Alaska, and obviously everyone knows like how crazy the landscape is there. And
2: we um, went.
1: We went our senior year. It was, uh, it was pretty sweet. It, it, besides the travel,
3: it was it was a cool place to be for sure. Yeah, Gage, you could go for one of mine. I went like ten times.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not jealous of the travel because I know it's, it's fucking way I mean, that's basically like traveling to a different country. You oh man. You know, I separated,
3: it's... I separated my shoulder out there one year. Oh, I no. got absolutely murdered. <laughs> and then I, I get on the bus, like I was out for six weeks. I couldn't move my arm. And then mm-hmm. like, I'm carrying. So we went, you like, we were lucky if you could go Seattle to like, we'd go Minneapolis to Seattle, Seattle to like Anchorage or wherever we were going. And like, I remember getting back, and, like, I'm trying to go through the security thing, and I can't lift my arm, like, and I'm sitting there. And I had gum in my pockets, but I, like, couldn't get it out. And <laughs> they're, like, okay, come through this. I was, like, I can't I can't move my arm. She's, like, okay, we'll just come through. And she does, like, the little beep thing, and then it starts beeping on my pocket, and I'm just, like, yeah, I got something in there. Like, I'm trying to, like, move my shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> and the boys are just yelling. He's got a separated shoulder. <laughs> Leave him alone. And I was like, and she looks at me, she's like, Do you want me to just get that? I'm like, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but man, like the whole trip back, like the eight hour flight. And the worst oh. part is you fly into Minneapolis and then you have another three and a half, four hour drive. Yeah. And you're just, boom boom boom, 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 and boom. boom, boom and uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, that was the worst. Oh,
0: that's like, a, that, that was. It, I have something similar to that. I broke my collarbone in Dubuque and we drove home like that night. And it oh. was like a nine hour drive straight from the rink, straight home to Ann Arbor, like nine hours away. I didn't, I didn't eat, I didn't close my eyes once. It was
3: just oh. like, Oh, oh. <laughs> Dude, I watched, I watched dolphin tail too, like three times. It was the only movie <laughs> on and there was no like computer, like, no screen in front. It was just the screens up top in the plane. I was like, Oh my gosh, man! And it had played on the way there. I was like, "This is absolutely miserable." <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, it's awesome. Well, we'll move on to uh, to pro now. And I know you started out um, in Florida. You scored your first pro goal there, and with the Florida Everblades. And then the next season, you only played like a short stint in Florida, correct? And then you got—did you get dished to Utah, or just signed in Utah after?
3: No, oh, that was a shit show, too. So I um I went to Florida. Um, at the time, they had, like, nine forwards. And, like, my goal was obviously to try and get, an a, like, a PTO in, in the A, and that didn't happen. I I didn't, like I personally didn't have a great second half to my senior year. So I had broken my thumb. I was out for, like, six six weeks and just didn't come back and play the way I, I needed to play. So I just wanted to keep playing. So I went. Um, Legion asked for where I wanted to go. And me and my brother were in the Dairy Queen parking lot. We're like, Florida would be pretty cool. <laughs> so – Luckily enough to go there. Um, but what happened was two of us, like with the 10 forwards, me and another college guy came. So we were the ninth and 10th. So one of us would play on the top line and then the other one would be the 10th. So then we would rotate every time. So if you had a good shift, you'd stay out. So like you get in no rhythm and then like, yeah, well, so you know how it is. as a How,
1: how odd is the ten forward? So, system yeah, it's just the
3: like... dumbest thing, man, And like, I really, I was like, wow, like, this is how it is. Hey, like, I thought I was going to play, like, you know, when you're in a college kid, you're like, oh, the coast, like, I'm going to, whatever, like, so many good players there. Um, And just getting the chance, like, luckily, I don't know how, I scored a rebound goal in my second game, like, was barely playing. And then I got to play a bunch after that. So it's like, then I kind of got rolling. And then again, they got guys sent down. One day I had to do it, like, the dynamic warm up because they're like, yeah, Harms, yeah, our captain's coming down. He might or might not play. I'm like, well, what What do you want me to do? Like, they're like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he, like, comes in. I've never met this guy. And I go into the coach that's I was like, well, he's here. They're like, okay, well, you're not playing. Go get your legs going on the bike. I
1: was like, for what? Like, I'm not playing. I'm going to show <laughs> up. brother.
3: <laughs> like, on the bike quick and got out of there because the bike was right where the guys went out to go on the ice. Like, a be, oh, yeah, have a great warm-up, boys. Like, no. <laughs> So then I ended up. I was like, "Hey, I'm not doing this. Like, I want to go back. Like, I'm like, I'm not gonna play. I'm not gonna make the playoff roster." And this is what sucked was I didn't know. I thought like I could just leave and like I'd have my rights. Like that's what my agent said. So get this, Marksy calls me. I'm in. I'm in the. I haven't heard from Marksy in like a couple of years. He goes, "Armsy, what's going on?" It's like, "Well, I'm in Florida." He goes, "Yeah, I know. I'm coming to watch. Me and Shirky. and Terry Shercliffe was one of our assistant coaches, like volunteers in Far- Fargo." He goes, we're coming to watch. I go, okay, sweet, but like I haven't been playing, like and Marxy was really good friends with the owner, and I he goes, okay, well, I'm coming to watch. You're either playing or you're sitting in the stands with me. I was like, okay, deal. Like I'm going to be sitting with you, <laughs> guaranteed. He made a call because I played that game, and then they rested one of those guys. <laughs> I was on the power play. I was buzzing around, like <laughs> that's my best game because I knew I was going home. I already told my agent. I was like, no, like I'm leaving, like. Then I get the chance. So I'm just like, oh, this is awesome. I'm chucking sauce across the ice. I've never chucked sauce in four years from Bemidji. Like,
0: <laughs> I don't know
3: what it is. And um, so then I, I get in the in the room after, and Marcy's in the room. He's in the room, just like Saratori was. And I'm like, Marksy, like I'm trying to like push him out. And he goes, Looks at my head coach. He goes, Hey Ralphie, I was my guy. Could have had four <laughs> points if someone else would have buried pro <laughs> like no, game map, and I'm like, "Hey, Mark's, like, let's go out there. But yeah. Yeah, I ended up ended up going home, um, spent spring in Bemidji, which was awesome. Really glad I did that. Um, but I got, and all the college guys got cut anyway, so they weren't going to make the playoff roster. But what happened yeah. was, is old Tom Branham, he <laughs> got my right, he got my right, and he's like he just suspended me. So then he kept my rights. So like Florida, I don't know if Florida couldn't do that or what, but like, yeah, he picked me up. My buddy, Sam Wendell from Bemidji, um, he was playing there. He's like, do you want to come for playoffs? I was like, no, I'm not doing this again. Like I'm not going through this. He's like, okay. But then they suspended me and kept my rights. Like luckily it was a great spot. And like, I, but I had yeah. to go to the next year, right? Like I lucked out with that, but I could have, like, it could have been anywhere.
1: Yeah. So, I don't, I don't understand the East Coast. Thing at all I don't understand the rights the you could you could sign with the team and they could hold you from signing with somebody else the next year like me
3: yeah well what I should have done is I should have went on a, a PTO with Florida so I shouldn't have signed like an actual contract because then you like, then you have your own rights after. So like you play five games and then we can just keep extending it for five games. I was, could probably would have made the same amount of money, but then when I'm done, like I'm done. So like those guys that stayed until the, they got released from the playoff roster, their rights weren't with Florida anymore. They could kind of go anywhere is what I got from it. So if I would have waited and just like another week and got cut, then I would have been okay. But then, they just picked up my rights, suspended me because I didn't want to come there, and then kept. Yeah. You could have had Rapid
0: City's coach pick up your rights, and you could end up in fucking <laughs> Rapid City looking at Mount Rushmore.
3: He's he's from like fifteen minutes from here. The coach at the time, so that that could have been a very possible. <laughs>
0: well, Harmsey, Harmsey, that wasn't that wasn't the assistant coach that was like. Uh... You remember Rapids assistant coach? Yeah, yeah, I don't know, the guy like, that
3: like the candy he was a guy.
0: Fake, he was a fake agent. Like, yeah, was no, no,
3: no. Yeah, it was, yeah. uh, he was the head coach.
0: Yeah. Wait, wh- um, what happened? Harmsy, what do you know this? Know? I don't know his name, but you do you well,
3: know? Well, he's Ferrara or Ferrara? Yes, yes, so, for f- f- yes, yes. We have to look this, that name up. But like this guy, he played for a while, and then he used to like. And I don't know this full story, but he's. He comes from money. I think his family – I think he's from Chicago or something. His yeah, family, he is. Yeah. That's the that's story. Has, he wasn't yeah. an
0: agent. He was pretending to be a player or something.
3: Yeah, no, he would, like, call teams, like, on his own behalf and, like, be the agent for himself. And, like, <laughs> so it would be, like, if I'm trying to, like, go to Europe or whatever, go to Toledo or whatever, I'd be like, yeah, I got this guy named Brennan Arms. He's great for
0: it. <laughs> He's good. Yeah, yeah. He's Didn't he, like – he ended up skating with like the Blackhawks. Yeah, there's something. a big there's like, a big story. In practice, on. Look it Look like, it up. Look the, it up yeah, you should, it's a big you should article. It. Yeah. Called, I, I like, gotta look country. it
1: up. I should have been doing that shit. I didn't I have know. anything for God knows whatever. I should have been just wheeling and dealing myself, like, oh I got
3: this kid. This guy. This kid. You this. ever heard of Duluth East, the tourney? <laughs> 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 oh shit. <laughs> Oh, I'm 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 reading
1: that I'm reading that article instantly once this episode is over. Yeah, you have it's to. It's,
3: it's crazy. But yeah, that was so. That's how I ended up in Utah. Um, battled for a bit, like the start of the year. Like you guys know how it is. It's so hard when you get to pro. Like being a college guy, you you think you don't you don't get it until you're actually there. Like you can tell people all you want, but like until you experience it, you don't really know how the coast operates. Like good league, good players, good people, you just. The movement, like I I personally think, and I don't think this would ever fly, but if you did yearly contracts for guys, even if they're $15, twenty thousand dollars $20,000, that movement doesn't happen as much, right? Like you have to trade guys. You have to put more of an investment in guys, but there you get a guy down. They can only keep so many guys. They gas a guy. And then you're oh, yeah. like waiting to see like what happens, right? Like, and it took me until like Christmas time. I remember coming home. I had like seven points in 20 some games. And my buddies were like, do we even ask? Like, how's it going? I go, not good. <laughs> like, yeah. But, but
1: like, man, it it fucking boggled my mind all the AHL guys that would come down. We one team one one year we had sixty different players play for the Orlando. Well,
3: you guys were loaded too. Like you would get all of the Leaf stuff. So, like, I don't even know how you survive there, man. Like, it's it's
1: it was it was horrible. Well, actually, it wasn't the Leafs when I when I played there. It was uh, oh Tampa, right? Tampa. It Not switched. There. It switched to Tampa. But That's I mean, tough. we we yeah. were we were right there. We were an hour and a half away from Tampa, and they'd have they'd have guys going up and down between Syracuse daily. They come over.
3: down auto Sompy to get a couple reps in. Eh?
1: Yeah, yeah. Som <laughs> just strictly come down for the shootouts. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it's it's just unbelievable, man. And then like I got to play with Waltz and mish like Ryan mishiak at the the end of my first year. Like you would have you would have been there, Moose, and like before that. But then yeah. I like finally got to play, man. I got to play, and I, and I was playing before, but like playing a different position every night. I was playing with some good players. We were we lost ten in a row before like Gage got there, and like it was terrible, man. Like it we just weren't having fun. And then we got in a bit of a rhythm. Like we weren't making the playoffs, but we were kind of still in the hunt, and like. I was on the second line and second power play, like, and got clicking with those guys. And all of a sudden, you're having fun, you're loving it. You're like, I could play the coast the rest of my life.
1: hundred yeah. percent. It is. It is insane. the The difference between the seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth forward to the top six in the East Coast is night and day. It's totally. Oh. Di- it's totally different hockey.
3: Dude, I went from being the eleventh forward, the eleventh forward one game. <laughs> I didn't get the puck out. And on the wall, and I guess Tom had been talking about that moose before. And uh, <laughs> and then I, uh, so I'm like, all right, well, like, I'm not going to get any more shifts. I like got a couple of shifts here and there. And then somehow I'm out there like 10 minutes in like 10, five minutes left in the third. And I like made a play on the blue line, made a good pass and we scored. And then all of a sudden I was out there like more shifts after that than I'd been all game. And then Gregor Hanson, who is one of our best players, got called up after. And then I was on the second line. I'm like, how does that, like, work? But that's how it is. Like, if you wait around. And then I get there my second year. I went to Colorado camp with all the guys. Like, I felt good at Colorado camp. I, like, you guys know how it is when you go to camp. You're just kind of going there for the gloves and the pants.
1: (laughs) I never never went to camp, so I I don't know what that's
3: like. (laughs) Well, I got the the gloves and the pants, and I got a – a greasy assist point per game player in the American league in exhibition game off the glass and out. Not a big deal. <laughs> yeah, probably dash three, but I got a greasy assist. But. Well, they, um, and then I, I went down and like, I knew I was going down. I was just going there, try and make an impression for maybe later on in the year and get some confidence and stuff. And I get to Utah and, and all of our forwards, like at that time, besides Mish and myself who were line mates before I had very similar stats the year before, they were all on deals like AHL deals, or had been on AHL deals or NHL deals, and then our seventh defenseman Andy, remember Moose? He was Josh Anderson. Anderson. Yeah, yeah, he was a twenty-year-old, and he was a show deal. So it's like we played He's nine, a third rounder. Yeah, nine forwards and seven D. So it's like who are they going to scratch? Josh Anderson or me? Like they're going to scratch me, and then me and mish Like I was playing my off wing. We'd win. I'd play another one. We would lose. Then mish would go in, and we, like it just kept doing that. And then we ended up, this is, this is a great Tim, Tom story. Like, I am like at this point, I'm, I've kind of had enough. Like he keeps bringing in more guys. Like I'm, i know I'm like on the outside looking in and I know it's not going to work. And I'd been talking to Howie, Howie was in Greenville already. He goes, if you ever need to come, you text me and you will come. <laughs> and Howie was like one of my best friends. And like, he lived me, Moose lived with Howie. Like I lived with Howie the whole year. And, uh, and I was texting Howie, Howie, like dude, I need to, I need to get out of here. And he was like, yeah, 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 just stick, keep sticking it out. Like, keep working. Like, okay, like, but dude, like, I need to come. Yeah. So he already had gotten the trade done on the phone. Like, he had he had already talked to his coach, and, like, I was already going. He just couldn't tell me yet. Next day, I get a phone call from Tim. He goes, yeah, so uh, I traded you uh, to Greenville. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, before that, he had already, like, I had one game where I had I was like, Tim, like, what do I need to do? Like, what's going on? Like, what do I need to do? And he goes, Harnsey, your, your PK routes weren't good last game. I was like, my PK routes? Okay, so, like, I looked on my inset. I didn't even PK that game. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like, it. he brought me and Mish in, me, Mish, and Waltz in. So, Waltz had a point per game. Me and Mish had the same amount of points the year before. He brings us in. He goes, guys, you guys, you guys are a meat and potatoes line. And I'm like, like, I'm like, okay, like we work hard for sure. He goes, this, like we did like a, where I sat behind Waltz on the draw for a quick strike. Like we scored on it a couple times a year before. He goes, you guys just want to be like Tomer and these guys and Ortega. Like you guys, you don't do that. And we're like, we don't do a face-off play. <laughs> 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 you know, you, guys are, you know, like, Whatever. And then he, like, we get out of the, I'm like, I look at Doug and I'm like, Doug, you had like a point per game last year. Like, what do you mean, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, no,
0: that was, that was the issue with Tom. That was the issue with Tom there. He just, he didn't really have a good, he wasn't very good at handling personalities. And in, in those, like, like you said, we had an unbelievable team that second year I was there. And yeah. there, well, I mean, 100%. there's some, there's some high end talent for us to try to beat out. And, and you know, like, I in the coast, it doesn't, it was like, you know, Andy, love him to death, but, you know, like, he probably, there's, there are games he shouldn't have been playing over the 10th forward, and he was just because it was a contract deal with Colorado and they, they had to make him happy and that stuff. So um, that stuff was tough. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's funny you mentioned that stuff because I remember when I got traded to Utah and I show up, you know, you're on a line with Mish and Waltz, and you, you're actually playing really well, and you played really well that that whole time I was there. So in my eyes, I never, like, saw you struggling or doing anything. Yeah. I just thought, like, oh, Harmsy's first liner here. Like, that's just what he's been dealing <laughs> with. I don't <laughs> Good for yeah. him. You know, was
3: like, lake effect, and it was just the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: you had done a lake effect. and <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: <man. laughs> It was so it was so great getting Moose because like me and Howie had been together all year and like really good buddies. And we had Angus Redman, like beef. Um yeah. he was our roommate, he was up and down a lot. So like a lot of times it was just me and Howie, and then we get this new guy coming in. We're like, ah, like we'll see who do we get here. And it was you and Marchie that came and, and also like you guys were the two best guys that could have came. Like awesome yeah. for our team. Um helped helped out the team a lot, but then we got to live with Moose too, which was just the best was we'd always talk about like everyone on the coast does of all these businesses and all the things you're going to start and what you're going to do. And then when I saw he actually started the business, I was like, no way you actually. Did. <laughs>
0: yeah. We're always talking about like, I remember that second year, you know, the year you're talking about when you got traded to Greenville and whatever and that year, like the whole year I was like, yeah, I mean, this I'm done. Like this is my last year. And everyone's always like, because everyone says in the coast, like, oh yeah, it's funny. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, okay. I'm like, no, like, I'm, <laughs> See fucking,
3: you next serious. Year. I'm <laughs> fucking serious.
0: I'm fucking serious. <laughs> this is it.
3: <laughs> like, <laughs> no boys, like, I'm actually done. Like tomorrow, <laughs> when the when the game's over, like, I'm done. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I mean, we were we were lucky though, Harmsy, Like he said, I mean, there's plenty of places in the coast where you kind of, you know, location wise organization wise you can get a little screwed over location wise you know you got one of the best in all of america or wherever you can play and 100%. then the organization was unbelievable as well i i, I really like the organization in utah they did a good job you know i know i know tim um you know we would have liked to to see some different coaching sometimes obviously coaching's tough but um we really got I mean I felt I was really lucky to go there because uh, I had an unbelievable time there and obviously great guys you know made made unbelievable friends being there unbelievable memories we used to go to Park City all the time and hang yeah. out and uh, couldn't have asked for more honestly when I went there from Colorado it was a little different situation because I was coming from the best team in the league to yeah. not play much to go to Utah not a good very good team in the league but Unbelievable, guys. I got to play a little more. Fuck, that was unbelievable for me.
3: <laughs> oh, we thought we were good. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was the best part about that team. Like, you're right. Like, the the rink was awesome. The fans were great. Great spot. The organization. Like, and Tim was good, too. Like, if you're rolling, like, and I, like, it's hard being an East Coast coach. Like, dealing with that stuff isn't easy, too. Guys are up and down all the time. You have to keep your Coast guys happy. have to keep the American League guys happy. Like, it's not easy um i just think like for me personally just a little more honesty like because i i think i could take it i just wanted to know that but i mean and and also we always call him tom we had a name game so we would like we literally would we <laughs> this is
0: fucking harmsy yeah. harmsy calls everyone by the run so we, we, it was me and
3: charlie grass camp we would we like i partially because we probably weren't playing but we would like call everyone like we would change one letter <laughs> so, like so travis how we'd always call Tarvis. <laughs> Moose would be, like, Goose or Mooseminton. And then we would, like, take middle names into it. Like, it got to a point where no one knew what, like, whose names we were actually calling. And then Tim, we would call Tom all the time. And, like, there was points where I almost called him Tom because I thought that was his name. Like, that's how bad it got. But it was so funny. Like, I did the lineup once. And, like, I would say all these names and guys had no idea who was starting. <laughs> oh, man. But, like,
0: I mean, you started that. It, our our coach's name is um, Tim Burn Tim Burnham.
3: Brad Bra- Tim, Tim Burnham. Burnham.
0: Tim <laughs> Branham. and arms gonna call him Tom Burnham. <laughs> <laughs> every like, dude, other guys on the team would fuck up and be like, "Yeah, I like Coach Tom." Like, and like, buy him too.
3: <laughs> like meller meller i would always i'd always call meller like Gord if Gord was his middle name so we'd go on middle names like gorge melindy would be his go-to <laughs> it just got it got way out of hand but like our group of guys thought we were good and like we were but like yeah. we 10 game losing streak in the coast like that's hard to get back from yeah. but like we thought we were all are like i remember tom put money on the board once and we we won the game like but like maybe 250 or 500 and we're like double it up we're taking no. all this money. <laughs> We're like as no. we got like 10 wins. Like, we lose it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but
0: you
3: that was had- so much fun. Like we had such a good good group, especially like our corner there. Like, and then Richie was on the team, obviously. Like the show manner was like yeah. we just had yeah. so many Matt, Rob man. Rob the Rob show Mann,
0: man, baby. Rob Man was and I. Rob yeah. Mann.
1: Yeah. Oh.
3: Dude, it was, like, you look at that roster, just so many good guys, like, and good players, too. Like, we were right on the, the brink of making playoffs. But, like, our West Coast, like, our conference was really good that year, too. But, like,
0: yeah.
3: we had a time. Then I blew up my car on the way to Park City, so I had to ride with Gage every day after that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Good shit, man. Those were unbelievable times. Um, wow. I'll always cherish those moments. Like, I put on an unbelievable team in Colorado, and we had an unbelievable ownership and um, organization. Town was awesome. We had good guys on the team, but mo- majority of them were like kind of older, really good East Coast League players. Uh, so I was in a really good situation there. But then I go to like Utah with the like struggling team and not as good of an organization but then it's just like this is fucking way better like this is awesome
3: yeah (laughs) it's crazy like that's what happened in greenville because i went to greenville i wasn't same situation then you guys were really good the second year i wasn't playing i go to greenville and like we were last like that's when i played against ols in orlando like we were last place but i'm playing a lot like and that's it's it's crazy how big of a difference that is like People always ask, would you rather be on a better team or a shittier team? But like there's so many dynamics that go into that. Like if you're a contributor on a good team, man, life is the best. Like yeah, you're living yeah. like, but if you're you're kind of in and out, like that second year in Utah, like I just found myself not being me anymore, man. Like I, I was getting more excited to go to Lake Effect after Lake Effect after and like getting that going. I'm like, I'm not like a party guy. Like I like I love going out with friends and love going out with the guys and stuff, but I was more excited to do that. Because I knew I wasn't playing, and I'm like, no, this this isn't me, man. And my parents are like, hey, you need to do something, because it's it's not you're you're not yourself. And I went to Greenville, got bag skated. I think the second day I was there, and the boys look at me, they go, welcome to Greenville. <laughs> <laughs> at one point, at one point we had we hadn't paid our CCM bill, we weren't getting paid on time. They're like, and it was great, and we were still having a great time. Boys flip their jerseys inside out. They're like. Guys are coming up from college, and we're like, flip your jerseys inside out. We're not flipping them until we get paid. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it was like my my equipment manager was trading a bottle of booze to get me sticks because we hadn't paid the CCM bill. Like, I was lucky, but I was still having the time of my life, like, losing games, but playing, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's a, it's a big part of it. And, like, they changed once, the ownership once, there, and it's been way better.
1: Once you realize, like, the you see – you it's not a very good business for the East coast hockey league. You see hockey as a business. It is total business. Like you said earlier, they have to keep the AHL guys happy. They have to keep the, the veteran coast guys happy that, you know, it's, it's not so much hockey going on. It's I'm here to make sure the AHL guys and maybe even some of the NHL contracted guys are happy. They're playing a little bit. That's, that was the hardest part. Right. And so at that point it was just like, either I'm going to play and have fun or I'm, I just got to be done.
3: Yeah. And like, I, like, look at you, you had great years in Orlando, but you got the opportunity to do it. Like, and it takes, I mean, you have to do it first for a year. You have to wait. Like I always say, like, like when people talk about getting lucky in hockey, I, I didn't realize that till I got to the East coast level. Like there's a lot, a lot of good hockey players. And like, I'm not a good enough player to play in the NHL. Like I know that, but I know there's a lot of guys in the coast that could be playing in the American League and a lot of guys in the American League that can be playing in the coast. And it, it just takes like, you need to be given that opportunity, but you also have to do well with that opportunity. And then you got to get another one and another one, right? Like if you're not a, like a super high end guy yeah. and that's, that's part of the business. And like, if you wait around long enough, I think you will get an opportunity, but like, dude, there was times in Utah. I was like, well, am I going to get like, I was naive. Like I didn't think about getting sent home. But there I guarantee you I was close to getting cut or yeah traded. Yeah. Like the worst was when I went to Cincinnati. So like my third year, I went so I had played two years, like two decent years, like not as great as I wanted them, but I, I thought I, I did well under the circumstances. Obviously you wish you could do better, but I wanted to go to Europe and I was trying to go to, to Norway because my one of my good friends was there and they just didn't have money at the time and I was like, Okay, well I'm gonna give one crack at the the coast here. Like this coach Coached, he coached in Anchorage, so he knew me. Um, I had my Wardo from Bemidji was going there. I was like, this could be a good, good shot. I get there, I play two exhibition games, and then I got into one game in a month. And he's like, Harmsy, it almost knocks you that I know what kind of player you are because I need to see what these other guys can do. And I'm like, well, I want to play. Like, yeah. like I, I, and I said, like, at that point, I'd been in my third year. I was like, I, why is he playing? And I said that to him. He goes, well, I think he was better than you in last game. I was like, ah, okay. fair enough. <laughs> he was honest, right? And I'm like, hey, yeah, I, yeah, I get it. Like, at least tell me that. But then I go into the the meeting and they call me in and they're like, "Hey, Harmsy, we've got three options. You can either get released, you can get traded, or we can put you on the fake IR. And I was like, I, I didn't want to leave. Like, I'd been there for a month. It was good. And, like, I liked the guys, but I just – I knew I needed to get a chance. And at that point, I was like, I'm out of here, like. And he goes, anything that's bothering you? I was like, well, I have lace bite. He goes, oh really? Or what about a bruised ego? I was like, um, like, is that a joke? Like I'm yeah. like, I'm kind of mad that I'm getting put on this. Right. So then I went home and I had already been talking to the team in Norway. I was like, okay, like I need to get this done. Cause I was doing the deal myself. Um, I ended up getting the deal done. I hadn't signed anything. So I like my, one of my good friends, I kind of just went on his, like they said they would sign me. So I The next day I knew the team was going on a road trip to Brampton. I I went in early, packed up my stuff. I told them I was leaving. They were all happy for me. And I signed the deal when I got home. So I was kind of rolled the dice there. But I just I knew again, like it wasn't and I got to go to Norway and had an awesome experience and got to play a ton. So it's like you just never really know kind of what the experience is going to be like and you have to wait it out or, or get the opportunity, I guess. There is a
0: there's there's a common theme. Um, with all of this and and it's like you know your happiness basically comes from just fucking playing the game you you you've played your whole life and that you love so much like that's when you're happiest right when you're playing oh. it doesn't it doesn't you know and i always tell like you know i mean and it's tough you know when you're a kid you've got this huge ego and your your head is huge you know and you got offered, you know, even even you could say it for me too because I didn't play much at North Dakota my freshman year at all, um, where I could have played, you know, every game somewhere else. But I wanted to go to North Dakota because my head was so big, and I'm like, you know what? If I'm not good enough to play there, you know, like yeah. shouldn't be anywhere, yeah. like should play anywhere. But it's like you just need to get out there and play, and you are that good. You just need to play. Yeah, um, you need, so that, you need to you need
1: to find a, a place and a college that you know it's going to be competitive but where you want to ha- where you know you'll play you'll have fun you 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 can be your own self you want obviously you want to push yourself and you want to go somewhere a little bit competitive too right but it's yeah. like i to me honestly there were times where i lost that love like it was just like i was going to the rink because 100%. i had to be there right like 100%. and it's and it's nothing against north dakota because north dakota has so many fucking great players it's awesome but it was no different in or, in Orlando, right? I was going there, but I wasn't having fun because, you know, these guys were getting called up and everybody's getting called up and sent down, and I was just there, like, yeah, you know, I yeah. wasn't, I wasn't, I was an afterthought, and so it was just like, fuck, man, I'm kind of tired of it, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. you know, I loved playing hockey and I loved the guys, the locker room's the best, my favorite part of it.
0: Yeah. But well,
1: as soon as soon like you said i was i'm never good enough to play in the nhl but fucking a rights i wanted a chance to play in the AHL. just give me t- a two-game chance right i was playing well enough in the coast yeah, like yeah, that's, so. that's 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 kind of what drove me away like it fucking screwed with my mind it was just like yeah. I, I just didn't understand how those dynamics worked
3: well and it's it's a big thing with hockey man like you you look at guys like if if guys want to knock guys that have played in the coast for eight years like you know how much that guy's been through? Like, you can say okay, I get a new job, but like mentally, like it's hard, man. Like yeah. it's and and we get to play a game for a living. Like don't get me wrong, it's pretty awesome. Like in the coast you don't make a lot of money, but you you don't pay for a lot either. And like it's I talked to one of my buddies that retired and he's like and he had a really good year in the coast. And he was on an AHL contract and just never got called up and he and I said like so like, why, why did you retire? And he's like, for me, I knew I had to put in five more years to give myself like a good, good chance to either like make it to the American league or do whatever. And he just said, he's like, for me, I wanted to put that five years into working because I thought that would be more beneficial for me. And I like, that kind of opened my, up my eyes a little bit. I'm like, yeah, you can say, Oh, he didn't want to grind the coast, but, or you could say, you know what? He knew what he wanted and he went for it because guys, if we got to play all the time, like there's not enough teams and whatever that we can all play. Like it's competition, but it's a yeah. business that sucks, but it's the business that's also why we play. Like, also well, you could have gone to a different university. You could have came to Bemidji and because you came in at a different time, not played for the first two years too.
1: hundred percent. Right?
3: Like I could have gone to North Dakota and played right away, or I could have gone there and not played a single game my four years. And like people ask, well, do you wish you would have done this or this? But like, you do what you do, and like you made your decision. You, I truly think it's your gut feeling. Like when you make your decision, you know what's right. And we all got to play Division One hockey. We all got to play pro hockey. Like, pretty awesome, man. Pretty fortunate. Like, but we get so used to because we have friends that play in the NA, NHL, the AHL. Guys around, like, look at your community and where you're from. Like, not everyone gets to do what we get to do, which is pretty. Yeah. You
1: know, Hundred percent. It's a that's an extremely valuable point. One thousand percent.
3: Yeah, hundred percent. I
0: mean, yeah, it's just yeah, and, and that's why you know where I was going with that at the beginning was like, you know, it's like a it's like a D three, you know, a guy debating playing D three hockey versus you know or being a walk on or you know a scratch for a D one team. Now uh, it's kind of cooler in public eye or whatever to, to be the scratch on the D one team, but you know, kind of all always boils down to you're going to be happiest playing because that's, what's most fun. And why not go to that D three team and be on the first line and play all four years and move on with your life? Because even, you know, 90% of these D one players, they're going to be in the same spot once you are out of D three hockey. So it's, yeah, it's, it's like that, that, yeah.
3: It's finding that fit, right? Like, I think the coaching staff has a big part of it. Um, I think, like, especially with walk-ons, depending on what university you're at, too. Like, some guys get a fair shake. Some guys don't. Like, North Dakota has walk-ons, like, recruited walk-ons that are great hockey players. Like, you know what I mean? Like Yeah. Yeah. It's like Steph Patin is your your walk-on. Like, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah like he's not a walk-on but it yeah I think you're right like if at the end of the day like I mean this is a college hockey podcast right that you guys have it's awesome but if you're debating like I've had conversations with like my billet brother younger guys around like I had one kid he was talking about to Duluth and to Lindenwood but he goes on like I'd be like a walk-on on Duluth like fourth line but he knows he's gonna he's a grinder he knows he's like a grinder kind of player like he doesn't think of himself in the top six i was like yeah that's that's great to go to a big school like that but like are you ever going to play you also have a chance to build a program at Lindenwood, like and that's one thing with bemidji bemidji was a great program at the division two level when i got there they had gone to the frozen four at the division one level but they were kind of back down and like we got to try and like build that program up and like for me that was cool too part of that like don't get me wrong, guys. I would have loved to play with you guys at North Dakota if I ever got the chance. Like, that's unbelievable. But I also loved playing at Bemidji. Yeah.
1: Yeah. A- I, 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 th- I, think, I think the point that I just I wanted to get across was, like, it's not that I, you know, reg- have regrets or anything in regards to going to North Dakota. It's just, like, there's a there's a much bigger – uh oh, 100%. <laughs> there's, there's a much bigger picture, and there's, you know – it's, you said, you know, it's a gut feeling. When I sat in that chair across from Dave Hackstall, I was like, dude, I'm going to North Dakota. It doesn't matter what the fuck you say to me. Like yeah, I'm I'm going there. Like my, my mind was already made up. It's just like, you don't have to make those split decisions. Like you can, you can yeah. think about things like that. There's, oh, there's, and there's, there's more opportunities out there now. It's, it's cool. It's just, you know, it's, it's not a bad thing to go on your intuition and your gut, but it's just like, Hey, maybe take a second to really like understand the full situation, you know? See how many guys
3: are coming in, see how many guys they're losing. Like ask those kind of questions. Right. Like I never knew that. Like I didn't even know we weren't going to be in that WCHA. Like I didn't know much about college hockey. I didn't even know about the old, like I knew we played against North Dakota. I was like, Oh, that's sweet. And then I get there and we're not in that division anymore. Yeah, I didn't know that. Right. Like would that have deferred me from going? Probably not. But like, that's something, right? Like, and now I think people yeah. are out here are way more educated on college. <clears throat> a lot of guys are committing out of the the Manitoba Junior League. Um, It's getting better, and I mean, I think the Steinback team is doing a really good job. Like Reese Gaber played there, Cole Smith played there. Like, they do a good job. Portage does a good job. Like, they're actually hosting the Portage is hosting the the Centennial Cup this year. That's the old RBC. Okay. Oh, there's nice. exposure and stuff there for the guys, and I mean, um. Like I'm dealing with her right now with my my middle billet brother. He's a 20 year old. He's trying to get a D1 commitment. It's hard. It is. It, is. Long, it is.
1: It is. It is. hard. This came up on a, another podcast or another episode as well. It's like, do you realize like 0.05 percent of hockey players play in the NHL? Like it's just a minuscule number, and you have this whole dream and. You know, there's this huge weight on your shoulders. Like, oh, I said I wanted to play in the NHL as a tiny little kid, and mm-hmm. the fact that I'm not there, it just puts so much pressure onto your own shoulders, right? Like, does it not?
3: Well, oh, 100%,
1: 100%. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's an interesting topic.
0: And, and going back to playing, playing time is, is what you want to do, and that's to make you happy. And that's, that's what causes happiness, but, um, you know, there's a lid for every pot, right? There's, you know, there's guys who are made to, you know, be the walk-on guy in a university. And, you know, it's like, I always go back to Dusky and Colton Sanderson's story. Um, You know, he, he gets limited games his freshman, sophomore, even junior year. And then senior year is the only year he played every game. And he comes out as a senior, wins the national championship. It's like, It's tough to say, like, Dusky, hey, Dusky, you should have went to Northern Michigan. You would have played, you know, a couple more games there. It's like, I don't know if you should have went to Northern Michigan, man. That was probably a pretty good decision by you. So, um, yeah, it's whatever you like, and and there's a lid for every pot. Everyone's different. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think things similar to you guys. I was always happiest when I was playing. It's a little bit of an ego issue because I thought, you know, I should be playing a fucking nasty <laughs> you're talking about
3: you also, you also got to work, right? Like we're not saying that we're not going to work for it. Like that's, yeah. that's the big yeah. difference is like you put in the work and, and there's just times where, you know, you're not going to get the chance. And that's, yeah. that's what like, almost what you were saying. Like it sucks. Like yeah. you're in Orlando, you're feeling it. You're, you're playing well, you're working. Like, I don't know how much you're doing off the ice, but I mean. Well, you
1: know, I've shown up on the ice, you know. you <laughs> You are. You are. You're, Can't score goals in the weight room.
3: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And you're playing well. And like, that's what sucks is that you just don't get the opportunity, but that's the business of hockey. Unfortunately, yeah. that's how it goes. Like that's, that's the way it is, but for that's sure. part of it. Too. You got to work for it. You got to work for it. Like you wouldn't, like if like Moose, you wouldn't have worked before. Like you wouldn't have been on the development team then you wouldn't have gotten to no. where you were at North Dakota. Right. Like same with you also, like in Duluth, like you worked, everyone, at some yeah. Like you worked to get to where you were and like, you took advantage of the opportunities you got too yeah 100%. just such when you don't get the opportunity to do it but that's
1: how For it sure. is yeah and that yeah that's the that's the ultimate lesson in in this podcast i think it's you you never know what's going to come you might not get your chance but uh you know try and enjoy your ride wherever it goes 100%
0: boys we've all got we've all got different uh ending paths and different paths but just enjoy it. Cause they're all fucking fun. That's what we've learned. <laughs> all of our paths, all of the paths have been way different. No one's had the same path, but I've listened to all these paths and they all sound fucking unbelievable. Like, I love yeah, and, all of it.
3: and even like, it's funny because like those, those times when they're, it's the worst. And you're like, dude, this sucks. And then you're like, now you tell the story. Like, it's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> For the most part. Right. And like, I I do think too, like when I went to Florida, I like fortunate enough, I had never really been scratched like in junior in college. um, I hadn't been scratched. And then all of a sudden I'm getting scratched. I'm not playing. And I'm like, then when I went to Utah the next year, I had more confidence because I had played in the league for a bit, like whether it was four or five games. And I, like I knew like once I I was like, I kind of have an idea of how it works a little bit. Right. So like that was a blessing for me. And then, like when I was in Cincinnati, I was grinding again. And then I get to Norway, and all of a sudden I get to play with my buddy, who's the top scorer in the league. Like, there's a reason I had a good year. He's an awesome player, and I get to play with him. I get to, like you said, I'm playing a ton. We're, it's going well, and then COVID cancels our playoffs.
1: <laughs> it's like, then that's, I go in the, then I That's go to, just a whole other loop. We don't need to
3: get into No, we won't. But like, that's how it is. Like, then I, play, I get to play two years in Denmark. My first year in Denmark, like, really, really enjoyed it um my team doesn't want me back then the next year i go to another team then that original team wants me back at for <laughs> playoffs and i was like yeah i'll come back <laughs> and that's like and then i had a great experience there so it's like there's always like ups and downs but like it's it's a pretty cool thing that we get to do and like even the shitty times are like when you look back on it for most of them like they're pretty cool
1: 100 percent.
0: oh for sure and yeah, I think that's uh I think that's a good time to end this one. We've been on for an hour and thirty, it's pretty good. Um <laughs> Harmsey, again, thanks for coming on, man. Really appreciate having you on here. It's it's great to hear your story.
3: Awesome boys. Well, thanks for having me on. I've been doing a lot of driving this summer, and listening to a lot of your podcasts. So
1: appreciate uh, I
3: love it. Appreciate you. It was nice to see you again.
0: Yeah, I'm you, Harmsey, nice. thanks Thank you. again, we'll see you all next week.